Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Tom, easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? You're lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. Stay tuned, because it's on now. The Tom Sumner Program. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. The Tom Sumner Program. Now, when a virus comes along that's spreading like a plague, and POTUS and his lackeys have been nothing if not vague, well then you've got to trust the CDC and listen well, unless you want to bid our free society farewell. There is a super bad transmittable contagious awful virus And if we don't act quick and social distance it will mire us In a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July A super bad transmittable contagious awful virus And if you got a better cough in your arm And if you got a better <coughs> Now back in 1918 influenza had its run But half the docks were busy overseas with World War I Today we have mass media and scientists to say If you don't want this virus well then stay six feet away Super damn important that we practice isolation Cause we're asymptomatic while it's an incubation We'll overwhelm our hospitals if there's not mitigation It's super damn important that we practice isolation if we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. And so I hope at last you'll take this lesson here to heart. Cause it's already scary and we're only at the start. If you get bored, just think of the immunocompromised who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilized. Oh, super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. If we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine. The last until July, a super bad, transmittable. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. The Tom Summer Program.com.
Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour is uh, uh, actually whipping up handfuls of humor and pinches of political satire in a cookbook, of all places, and uh, not actually known for doing cookbooks. She is uh, actually, she's been on the show before, and uh, I think the last time we were talking about trains and bourbon and murder and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, She writes uh, historical romances. Uh, She wrote the McBride Brothers trilogy. And, and of course, uh, my favorite, and for which she was on the show the last time, the... uh, uh, what was it? Uh, what, what's the exact title? Well, I'll just I'll just introduce her and ask her. Scarlett Dunn joins me by phone. Scarlett, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Tom. It's let nice me, to talk to you again. Let me see if I can get this title. Murder on the Kentucky Bourbon Train. Close. That's close. Murder on the Bluegrass Bourbon Train. Okay. Okay. I... I I knew I, I knew there was bourbon and and murder. I I, I knew that absolutely. And a train. It's in Kentucky. That's right. I knew in there was Kentucky, a train. We gotta have bourbon. I knew there was a train. I knew there was bourbon, and somebody got done in. Um, That's right. But I but I I've been dying to talk to you about this this new project. It's called Scarlet Dunn's Cookbook for Deplorables. And I, th- I think that is so funny. But aren't you a little concerned that um, deplorables might be uh, put out? Not at all. I think they're going to get a lot of laughs. <laughs> because it's not only for deplorables. It's for irredeemables, ignorant rubes, ill-informed. <laughs> I mean, we've covered it all. So, so just plain old folk. Just that, that's right. Just plain old folk you might find in Kentucky that's tired of being labeled and wants to have some fun. Well, and you know, it's it's interesting because it comes out at a time. And you and I were talking about this a little bit before we uh, before we went on the air. But um, it, it just seems that things are are so miserable. I, I mean the pandemic and and racial unrest and uh, you know there's um the whole election and which who knows when that will get over with um right it just seems like as you were saying every time you turn on the news it's it's just depressing it is depressing and and i i was in the process of writing a christmas book um that is just released and it's a historical Christmas book and you're trying to be in that mood and be happy and and remembering what all the holidays are about and if when I would take a break if I listened to the news I would get depressed and I love to laugh and I was no longer laughing in my life and so I thought there's got to be some humor in all of this politics and the nastiness of people calling a group of people names that they don't even know and it was i thought i have to find the humor in this and that's resulted in this cookbook because i was cooking more than ever (laughs) well which which i think maybe we all are because of the whole shelter at home 
notion. You know, we're getting recommendations. In some cases, stay-at-home orders or, or uh, uh, I don't know what else you would call it, um, but certainly recommendations from healthcare professionals to try and limit contact with other people. Well, if you like contacting with other people, that's, you know, like being in prison. Um, but but a lot of us are, are stuck at home, and we're doing more cooking. We're not going out to restaurants. A lot of them are closed. And, um, right. So it's, it's it, you know, I, in fact, I, I've kind of had to go on a COVID diet because I did... <laughs> Because I I was doing what I call boredom eating. <laughs> I put a sign in my refrigerator. You aren't really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> You're just doing this to kill time. Um, but I was doing that a lot, and and I've backed down a little bit. But as you said, we're cooking more. Um, mm-hmm. So. How did the idea of doing a cookbook happen? Because that's not... Have you ever done a cookbook before? No, I've done just little booklets for my family that want some recipes. But they all like certain things that I cook. And I thought, why not put this in a book, uh, rename them? For example, I I like cinnamon rolls. So I have uh, cinnamon deceased voter rolls. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) with great graphics the book is uh, the the book is uh, not a diet book you're going to enjoy some good old fashioned cooking I am from Kentucky so uh, my grandmother was a great cook a great baker and I learned I love to cook and I just thought I'm going to do something funny while I do this so I'm going to get some recipes that my family like in one form and maybe other people will like it too well, I haven't had a chance to see the book yet, and I'm looking forward to it for a variety of reasons. One um, is because I know your sense of humor, and I know I'm gonna, I know I'm going to enjoy this. Um, but also because I'm looking for a really good recipe for um, fried chicken. Oh well, I have that in my book. I was, I would have been surprised if you didn't, Scarlett. <laughs> in the book um i was it's um safe space chicken fried no that's safe chicken fried steak uh i know i do have a chicken oh it's free fried chicken there you go <laughs> and we we do a good fried chicken in kentucky so <laughs> i i know that you do um you have uh let's see just just a couple of the items um that that caught my attention uh Pack the quart pot pie. I knew that would catch you. <laughs> and of right. course, of course, no cookbook, at least not one for deplorables, would be good without locker up lasagna. That's right, and lasagna is one of my specialties. So when you make that, you better have your appetite ready. Now, right after you were on the show. The last time, and I can't remember how long it's been, Scarlett, but the book had just come out, Murder on Mm -hmm. the uh, uh, Bluegrass Bourbon Train. Right. And you sent me something that you cooked. I did. But it, it, and I can't remember what they were called. I just know they had. 
Well, I, I, I was about to say, I just remember there was bourbon in them. That's all I remember. Um, <laughs> After you ate them or before? <laughs> After. Um, a good answer. <laughs> which, which I appreciated very much. I, I thought that was a very nice gesture, and they were delicious. What? But, well, um, you told me you had never had a bourbon ball, and I thought, I can't believe this. This guy has to have a bourbon ball. Well, and 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 you followed up on that. You sent me some bourbon balls, and I enjoyed them very much. And uh, Good. The, um, but that, that brings me back to this idea of you doing a cookbook, because that's not your normal writing. So what... Did you think of, I, I know you were looking to do something that was fun and a little bit silly, but how did you land on a cookbook for that? Well, I think it, it just derived of uh, what I do in my everyday life and how I could find my own humor, make myself laugh, and uh, I call my... I, talk to my son almost every day and I was telling him about this and he goes well mom we've been after you to do a cookbook forever just for us a big one but um, he said I think this is the best idea you've ever had Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and usually he doesn't like my ideas so I thought uh oh <laughs> either this is going to be good or I'm going to be really sorry <laughs> now I'm just I'm just wondering what the process was like you had the recipes well, I had the recipes in my head, mostly. That's, that's, uh, I, that's what I was going to ask you, because, you yeah. know, a lot of people collect recipes from relatives and friends and, heck, out of cookbooks, and have them on, in little card, you know, on little note cards in the, the little tin, you know, in the kitchen. Um, yes, I'm the same way. And, but a lot of people that really enjoy cooking... It's it's in their head. It's all feel and taste. and It is, and the, how it looks. And that was the most aggravating part. I would just, I sit down at the computer, and I would be, oh, my gosh, I've got to cook this because I've got to measure it out and do this and do that. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the funny thing is, after I went to print, I was looking through my notes, and I was looking at the recipe cornbread that I make I can't even tell you how often I absolutely love cornbread and I'm like this recipe makes no sense at all this is not what I do <laughs> I had to correct it before it went to print because it was I left off several steps on oh, something as simple as cornbread oh I've done but I've done I, that I, I've done yeah. to, I, I've gone to do uh scalloped potatoes and I put them in the oven and then realize about 15 minutes later that I never put the milk in. <laughs> well, that I was making some uh, uh, white chocolate uh, coconut pecan candy for my son a few weeks ago and so I get it all made and he comes over to pick it up and he said uh, he takes a bite he goes oh this is really good mom but where's the coconut? Oh no! That's oh yes, yeah. <laughs> it happens to me too. <laughs> More with Scarlett Dunn about Scarlett Dunn's cookbook for deplorables is straight ahead. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you are listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Twice gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Oh, Santa Claus is coming to town. He's coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good, for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. Better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Oh, Santa Claus is coming to town. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology. Engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com 
Kenneth. From Louis. Martavia Newman. From Marisha. Bertrand. <laughs> and the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program takes a look back at 2020, Monday and Tuesday, December 28th and 9th, with a two-part special called 2020 Highlights, Not Just COVID. Here, special guests provide commentary and analysis about the Mueller report, impeachment, the State of the Union, State of the State, virtual political conventions and debates, plus civil unrest, and Sheriff Chris Swanson's response to local demonstrations, and a whole lot more. Listen December 28th and 9th because there was more to 2020 than COVID-19. Stream the show from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com, repeating online all day and night. Or tune in on 92.1 FM in Flint at 9 a.m. and p.m. both nights. That's 2020 highlights, not just COVID, December 28th and 9th on the Tom Sumner Program. More with Scarlett Dunn about Scarlett Dunn's cookbook for deplorables is straight ahead. Once you got these, um, I'm I'm really curious. Once you got all these uh, uh, recipes picked out for the uh, for the book, um, what was the process like for coming up with all these names? And were rum balls involved? <laughs> no, no balls. <laughs> That's funny. You should ask that. Actually, I came, I listened to all these names, and I started making lists of all the things I would hear over and over again on news and uh, whatever. And that's how I chose my recipes, if I had a catchy name that would go good with that recipe. And the only problem I really had, because I do make bourbon balls all the time, but I'm not much of a a, uh, drinker of alcoholic beverages, and I was have cocktails in the book and so fortunately for me I have a lot of friends that drink (laughs) 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 they helped me with recipes and uh, we have some good ones in here and one's called the illiterate rube inferno and uh, when you get the book you've got (laughs) you need to check this one out (laughs) one friend paid his way through college as a bartender and oh, he came up with this drink, and he said he sold so many of those when he was a bartender that he, it never left him. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. I but I just I funny. I just have this picture, Scarlett, of you and 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 a couple of friends, you know, skyping with cocktails, having happy hour, and <laughs> and coming up with these titles because. You know, how else could you come up with Nancy's Beauty Salon Ice Cream Social? <laughs> this is true. Well, when I read about her love of ice cream, I had been in Venezuela in the late 80s. And one of the things I found I really liked, I didn't like a lot of the food there, but I really liked uh, this ice cream that they served with fruit and stuff. And I thought, this is perfect for Nancy. That is so funny. I know it. <laughs> but you must have, um, it, it, it must have been a, a really fun process of, 
you know, matching up these recipes with these, you know, outrageous uh, names and titles and, and, and sort of getting back at, at the people who talk with such hate and, and vitriol in our political discussion lately. Yes, it was fun. And the people that um, I have a couple of illustrators, and I kept them in stitches. I mean, we had so much fun at a time when no one was laughing over anything. And they they just loved doing this book because we had so many laughs over different ideas and the illustrations and things I would change or say. And we had a ball. It really was. And no alcohol was involved at that point. <laughs> Well, but it's it's it, it's interesting that you say this, and I hadn't really thought about it until I read the release about about your new cookbook and uh, this this idea that it you know it's Scarlett Dunn's cookbook for deplorables, and people you know the the conversation has been so much about the coronavirus and COVID nineteen and so on and the election, um, but. People have been, you know, at home for almost all of 2020. In fact, I heard somebody refer to it as being 2020. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, I, until I saw this press release, you know, I was saying, you know, I miss being around people. I miss having people come into the studio, you know, having to do everything by phone and so on. Um and and then I realized when I read this press release that what I miss the most is laughter. Me too, absolutely. I I I love to laugh, and when you call people, or they were just so worried over everything, and it was hard to make anyone laugh, and it was very depressing actually. And it staying at home didn't. Uh, get on my nerves as much as it did for other people because I write so I'm alone quite a bit but I can always pick up the phone and call and have a few laughs with someone and and we were missing that because there was nothing to laugh about well I had I had my own studio um and uh you know had the show go out on the on the internet and it got picked up by a radio station and so on um, and I closed my studio at the end of January and decided to bring the studio home and work from home. And then, mm-hmm. and then, you know, six weeks later, everybody's doing it. Right, right. So, um, I, you know, in a way, I understand what you're saying, Scarlett, because I haven't felt as put out because I was planning to work from home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so my days haven't really changed from what they were going to be. You know, I walk down the hall, right. fire up the equipment, and, you know, then I go. In fact, I joke at the end of the show, and, and you know, there's a little piano music that's playing, and I say, there's George Tickling the Ivories. Let me know it's time yeah. to go down the hall to the living room. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's so I haven't felt as put out, but you're right. When you talk to uh, other people, um, uh, a lot of people are not holding up very well. No, they're not, and you can understand because their their unemployment's running out, or the supplemental unemployment's running out, and it's 
it's a terrible situation for everyone. I miss personally doing book signings where I could interact with people, but uh, I've, I've had so much writing to do that I didn't dwell on that. I just and I I just thought this might bring a little bit of joy to people uh, while we're going all going through this together. All of us except the politicians, obviously. <laughs> yeah, although lately they seem to be uh, getting drawn into it a little bit with all the people, uh, you know, in the in the uh, legislatures uh, here in Michigan and in mm-hmm. uh, Washington that have uh, contracted the disease. Yes, but these people still get paid. And oh yeah. So many and so many other people are not getting paid, and uh, the small business people need more help. It's just been a sad time. So I want to make you laugh a little bit, Tom. Well, and I and I appreciate it. And I was going to ask if if during this time, if you've been, uh, you know, able to to be productive aside from cooking and and uh, making fun of people. <laughs> <laughs> I have a book just released, the, the Christmas, uh, the Cowboy Who Saved Christmas. I wrote a story. Two other authors wrote a story, and uh, it's in one book. And my story is called Christmas Road, and it just was released. So that's that was an accomplishment. And the cookbook will be released on the 15th. And then I have uh, the follow-up to my bourbon mystery series, which will be uh, Murder masquerade and murder at the bourbon ball and that'll be released in february so i'm staying productive (laughs) now what is it about you you're not much of a drinker but yet you write these stories that that have (laughs) bourbon in them all the time is is that wishful thinking or is that just rooting for the home team that's rooting for the home team. I'm from Kentucky. Bourbon <laughs> is a huge industry here. So I had, I had to write a series for Kentucky. <laughs> well, if it ain't from Kentucky, it ain't bourbon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's sour mash everywhere else. but Yeah. Um, so how many recipes are in the cookbook? Oh, um, probably about... 75 I would say. Wow. Yeah. That's that's quite a bit. And do you have it divided up in in sections like you know, entrees yes. and snacks? Well, we have and a breakfast. Um, we have make America great again muffins for breakfast, <laughs> which <laughs> we have several for breakfast. I we love have it. appetizers. Mega muffins. <laughs> that's right, mega muffins and we have uh Appetizers, one of the appetizers is arrows in my quiver liver pate. <laughs> <laughs> we have main course, and you read some of the um, the titles for the main course. Um, we have corrupt co- congressional chili, which is a funny one. Yeah. And we have desserts, which I'm big on desserts. And you, you did mention... Uh, Nancy's uh, ice cream social, <laughs> and we have cocktails. So we have some interesting one for cocktails. We have uh, 
Well, I told you the literate Rube Inferno. Yeah. And we have uh, Raise Your Taxes Tango Breeze, so that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> lemon Drop, uh, Let's Loot Lemon Drop Martini. Oh, for breakfast, I also have Plain Load of Dough Biscuits. And <laughs> you're going to like that. <laughs> I would, I would think so. Um, of the uh, various uh, entrees and 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 the recipes, um, mm -hmm. and these these are all things that, because you love to cook, are things that are really basically out of your own repertoire. Absolutely, I cooked everything on this list. <laughs> Um, what are some, are, are there some that are old family favorites or are there some that are unique to you? Uh, unique to me is lasagna because my family loves lasagna. So I make that all the time. Uh, my grandmother, I used her recipe for the fried chicken. Um, oh, deep steak dumplings and chicken. If you like that, I, I make that a lot. Oh, and hot browns. I don't know if you like hot browns, but if you're a Kentuckian, <clears throat> the hot brown was developed at um, the Brown Hotel in the 30s, and that's something great to do with your leftover turkey. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yes. Browns are one of my favorite dishes. Now, now what is that exactly? Well, actually, it's toast uh, with a toast. Toasted bread with your turkey. Some people add a little ham. I'm not a lover, so I leave off the ham. I love turkey. With a, um, it's a sort of a uh, a cheesy sauce over the top, and bacon on top of that, and you serve it with um, tomatoes. And in the summertime, I serve it with peaches. It's a delicious meal. Huh. Well, anything. You never with... heard of a hot. No, I've never heard of that, and and but yet anything with bacon is okay with me. Add bacon to anything, right? <laughs> That's right. I, I heard somebody say that uh, bacon was the duct tape of food. <laughs> I like that. I should have called you before I wrote the book. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm picturing people sitting around with cocktails and coming up with these uh, crazy names for all these wonderful recipes. I, I'm really looking forward to this uh, to this book, Scarlett, because uh, oh, good. I, for one thing, I, I, just because of the nature of my talk show, we we do a lot about politics. And, I know, uh, <laughs> and so I, I think it's going to be. Uh, I, I think it's going to find its way into my lexicon. Some of these uh, recipe titles and some of the recipes will probably make it into my repertoire. Um, do you, Do you have um, in in your recipe for fried chicken? Um, and this is something uh, that I've been craving lately: is is good crunchy fried chicken. Um, and it just seems that all the fried chicken I have is, uh, just kind of greasy and I, and I've never been able to get a good coating. Oh, do you brine your chicken the night before? No. Okay. There's See, there your you secret. go. You, 
there you go. You put it in <clears throat> buttermilk the night before, let it uh, stay in your refrigerator in the buttermilk, and then you uh, dry it off, and you'll find on the recipes how to get a good crispy chicken. Well, that's that's something that I'm really looking forward to because, as I say, I've been craving good, uh, you know, a good crunchy chicken. And I, and I remember this from, um, see, around here in, in Michigan, for years and years and years, um, I remember if you went into a convenience store, there'd be a glass mm-hmm. counter up by, by where the register was with donuts. And... You know, people would pick up donuts, you know, and a cup of coffee and get back in the car and go or whatever, because it's usually a gas station. And I was driving to Birmingham, Alabama one time, and it was in the wee hours of the morning, and I stopped somewhere. I think it was near Macon County, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And I went into a place like this expecting to see donuts, and there in the glass case was fried chicken. (laughs) Of course. And now it was, it was like four o'clock in the morning, and I thought I'm gonna have I'm gonna have fried chicken. Oh wow! Was it crispy? It was indeed crispy. Even at four o'clock mm. in the morning, it was crispy. <laughs> and who knows how long well, it'd been there? Well, you well you take it out of uh, if you're frying it, you take it out and you drain it on a. Uh, great, so you don't uh, let it sit, you know, in grease and let it drain. While you, and you don't overcrowd your part of it, a part of it is you don't want to overcrowd your skillet. You want to keep a nice little distance between the pieces and then let them uh, the oil drain off when you as soon as you take them out. Now, do you, do you pan fry it or do you deep fry it? I pan fry it in a in a um, uh, cast iron skillet. And I've been known to uh, cook my chicken in the oven as well. Now, see, I've done that. I've done that mm-hmm. with chicken and pork chops. And like I say, I never got the coating mix right. And that's what I'm mm-hmm. really looking for is a, is a great coating. Because I just uh, okay. I just rolled it in some milk and some seasonings and, you know, and then just baked it. And it was, you know, it was okay. But... Um, yeah, and, yeah. and I did basically the same thing with pork chops, but, um, and, and I liked doing it that way, baking it in the oven because it was less mess. <laughs> right. <laughs> I cook my bacon in the oven a lot for that very reason. Oh, I, I do it all the time. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I, I even put foil on the pan. Mm-hmm. And then put the bacon on on that so that I can just throw the foil away and don't have to wash the pan. Oh, easy cleanup! <laughs> yeah, that's me. See, I, I you know I'm one of those I'm one of those people when I'm cooking I make a complete mess in the kitchen. Then I look at it and go, "Well, there's always tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you like to cook so much. Even if it is an easy cleanup, you'll you'll make use of these recipes. No, I really will. I, I really am serious about looking forward to this, and and, uh, and partly because you know I I had your rum balls and, and I had so much fun with that <laughs> that <laughs> I'm I'm expecting that uh, that that there's going to be a lot of fun in this book too. 
Well, do you eat sausage gravy? Do you like oh, you betcha. gravy? Oh, well, hey, gravy's another one of my my favorites. And so there's a, a shifting sausage, sausage gravy that you're going to love. And, and, uh, and, of course, you have to make your own biscuits for that, right? That's right. You've got my plain load of dough biscuit recipe, and it's easy, <laughs> easy. Well, I like I say, I'm really looking forward to this. But when does when does the next bourbon book come out? It will come out in February. <laughs> are you wanting more bourbon books? No, I'm just I, I'm just I'm just getting a big kick out of the fact that you're not a big drinker, but you write bourbon books. I know, and I wrote all these cocktails, but I have to give my friends credit for that. But my bourbon book comes out in February. Oh, great. Well, I hope uh, that you'll uh, come back and talk to me some more about, uh, uh, about bourbon and mystery and murder and all that. I would love to. It's a joy talking with you. And, and Scarlett, best of luck with the, uh, with the cookbook, and, and hopefully there won't be too much pushback from deplorables and others. Hopefully not. I think they'll find good humor. <laughs> They're going to end up out in front of your house with picket signs. <laughs> I'll just feed them. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know, maybe that's something we should be doing, uh, you know, in Washington. Absolutely. Just or, set up. or maybe maybe give them some cocktails or something. <laughs> Well, I think, I don't know, judging by some of them, I think they probably have had enough. Um, well, this is true. <laughs> but, you know, just, just have Congress meet around a big buffet, you know. Who, that's right. A big bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> that's, that's right. There you go. Scarlett, it is so much fun talking to you. I can't believe how fast the time has gone by. But um, I look forward to talking to you again, and I'm really looking forward to the book. The book is called... Uh, Scarlett Dunn's Cookbook for Deplorables. Thanks, uh, Scarlett. Best of luck. Thank you so much, Tom. All right. Bye-bye. What do comic books have to do with Susan B. Anthony, Stormy Daniels, and Congressman John Lewis? Find out New Year's Eve 2020 on the Tom Sumner Program. Author Mark Schulman talks about comic book biographies of Walt Disney and Susan B. Anthony. The creative team from Tidal Wave Productions talk about a new comic book series called Stormy Daniels Space Force. Plus, former congressional aide Andrew Aiden talks about developing a three-part comic book series about the civil rights movement called March with Congressman John Lewis. The Tom Sumner program continues our look back at 2020 with comic books for New Year's Eve, streaming live from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com, repeating online all day and night, simulcast on 92.1 FM in Flint at 9 a.m. and p.m. Happy New Year from the Tom Sumner Program. TomSumnerProgram.com TomSumnerProgram.com Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner Program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out.
We want to say hello, we want to see you smile, we'd like to sing some good old Christmas songs. With songs of Otto Santa and his reindeer sleigh, and gee, I just can't wait until it's Christmas Day. We're going to set you wise, we love to harmonize, and if we had our way, we'd never stop. We'll say hello, we'll see you smile, and we'll sing some good old Christmas songs. We'll say hello, we'll see you smile, and we'll sing some good old Christmas songs. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wanky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hi, this is Tom Bodet from Manger 6. We know you've been traveling a lot this holiday season, and you've probably been told there's no room at the end. Well, that's just not the case here at Manger 6. Why, for just 29 drachma, we'll put you up in a warm, comfortable stable with plenty of fresh milk for the newborn. There's even individual stalls for your mules, camels, or whatever you happen to be driving across the desert. And in case unexpected visitors decide to drop in on you, shepherds, wise men, holy ghosts, it's not a problem at Manger 6. There's plenty of frankincense and myrrh to go around. This is Tom Bodette from Manger 6 reminding you, there's always room at this inn. We'll even leave a star out for you. 
Rafina, to Maya, Sammy, Lauren, Maya, Raya, Riley, Ella, Gabby, Emma, Alyssa, and the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Chicken cacciatore is Italian. Kangaroo souffle must be Australian. Mutton chops are definitely British. Chicken soup undoubtedly is Yiddish. Pumpernickel comes from Lithuania. Hansen Fern comes from Pennsylvania. Wiener schnitzel's Austrian or German Kindly pass the sauerbrot in Hermann Borscht is what they're eating in the Soviet Wait, I think we've got some on the stove yet <laughs> See the mouse Underneath the jungle sky Jolly mouse Eating missionary pie Frenchmen eat a lot of bouillabaisse there. Dutchmen eat a sauce called hollandaise there. Smorgasbord in Sweden is the winner. In America, it's TV dinner. <laughs> so there you have one food from each land. Each one delicious, each one simply grand. Mix them all up. In one big mishmash, and what have you got? Hungarian goulash. Hey! <laughs> this was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. five-minute mystery. An anniversary party is going on at the Brown household around the corner. One of the guests, George Taylor, pauses while eating his dessert. Mmm, best lemon pie I've ever tasted, Mary. Oh, really? I wish my wife could do as well. Hey, it doesn't look as if Sam is appreciating it much, though. Goodness, dear, is my cooking that bad? Sam, your head is practically in your plate. I guess he's fallen asleep, everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Sam, Sam, sit up. 
Sam, it's dreadful. I'd better shake him. Sam, Sam! Great guns, he's dead. How do you do? I'm Sergeant Barker of the Homicide Division, and this is one of my boys, Mike Grady. Where's the body? In the dining room at the table. We didn't move him. Hmm. Might as well be comfortable, everybody. This will take just a little while. Hmm. Dead, all right. Peaceful, too. Who's Mrs. Sam Brown? I am. You mind telling me what happened? I guess not. I'm so shocked. I don't know where to begin or what to tell you. Well, you might as well begin by telling me what you serve for dinner. Well, uh... We had soup first. Soup? What kind? Mushroom. And then roast chicken, green peas, mashed potatoes, and I served him coffee. But I don't see how this could mean anything. Just routine, Mrs. Brown. Did Mr. Brown eat everything? Yes. Yes, he did. He seemed to fall asleep over his coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I tried to wake him, I found he's had a heart attack. Yeah, that'll be all for a few minutes, Mrs. Brown. We want to take a look around. Uh, notice anything about this table, Mike? No, Chief. Can't say as I do. Neither do I. Let's look in this kitchen. An orderly person, isn't she? Stacked dishes after each course. Yes, and here's the silverware over here. Ah, look. Look, Chief. One of these soup spoons has turned black. Black? Let me see it. The only spoon that's tarnished, too. Well, I was beginning to think it was a heart attack or the perfect murder. But this silver soup spoon is evidence enough. Uh, Mrs. Brown... Yes, Sergeant Barker. I'm sorry to interrupt your little party, Mrs. Brown, but I'm sure your guests won't mind. Uh, I don't understand. You will, Mrs. Brown, you will. You see, you're under arrest for the murder of your husband. Do you know why Sergeant Barker accused Mrs. Brown of murder? In a moment, we'll hear the solution. And now, back to our story. Sergeant Barker, how do you know it was homicide? Well, Mrs. Brown took careful pains to wash the soup pans and soup dishes before she served the rest of the meal. Yeah, I can see that. But she forgot one thing, to wash the silver soup spoons. What she didn't realize was that an hour later, by the end of dinner, the spoon her husband had used to eat his toadstool soup would give her away. She didn't know that toadstools make silver turn black. Mrs. Brown almost committed the perfect murder. But she forgot to wash one spoon. This five-minute mystery featured the voices of Sean Cantwell, Rhonda Groves Young, Randy Zimmerman, and yours truly, Tom Sumner. We hope you've enjoyed this mini-mystery.
Christmas tree. Merry Christmas, baby. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner. 